This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. But enough about music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, thank you for joining us for this week's Tribe Supper. I'm Dom Shaw and I'm joined by Phil Tantire back from his halls. And uh, there, was, there was mention last week of you being in Thailand. Yeah, I think uh, you probably got the wrong end of the stick. It was yeah. Time Mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but similar sort of place. And Anthony Vickers the... who hasn't been to Thailand or Time Mouth in the last Not in the last week. couple of weeks. No. Um, no, I wasn't I remember... there for two weeks, by the way. I don't think you can get two weeks out of a holiday in Time Mouth. Although I reckon you could get two weeks out of Saltburn. The way you were purring about that after a day. Oh, I tell you what. Well, f- finished off with the fish and chips. The ones at the. Better uh, sit now, in. Better sit in. Vic, Vic hasn't got a controversial opinion on this. He's got a wrong opinion on it. Yeah. You reckon the chippy further down past the pier is oh, the, than the one on the corner? Oh, definitely. Now, what's the one on the corner called? I forget um, now. Sea View, isn't it? Yeah, they've just done it up, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. The kiosks are called Oliver's. I've yeah, got to say, great. mind, uh, they weren't bad fish and chips, but they didn't beat the good old barnacles from back in the day. They're still as good as any. Um, on Saltburn, Martin Braithwaite was pictured there really? playing mini golf on the front oh, right. a good weeks ago. I wonder whether that's a warm-up to go up to Holy Moly's at Skelton, which is the next step <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of Teesside mini-golf establishment. Um, but you on, digress. On Deborah, <laughs> now, I remember when, when kind of Tony Pulis was Stoke and West Brom, the feeling was that he stockpiled central defenders, and you know, we right remember backs. Jonathan Woodgate being played at, at right-back at one point when he was at Stoke. Um, now at Borough, it seems to be central midfielders. We, we've listed them before we've started. You've got Adam Clayton, Johnny House and Grant Ledbetter. Moore Bessich, Lewis Wing, Stuart Downing, George Savile and Paddy McNair. Um, Vic, how on earth do you fit those in and keep them all happy? Well, given the shape they're playing, I I think there's a fair chance that most of those will get some action. You've got three central midfielders, so arguably there's uh, Clayton is nailed down the the anchor role, but uh, should anything happen, then it's a fight between Grant and possibly Paddy McNair for that one. Uh, there's uh, two dynamic central midfielders, and you've at the minute we started off with Lewis Wing and Johnny Housen. Uh, you've got to say Housen probably is favourite to keep that, so there's another spot up for grabs, and that would be Mo Bezic, Lewis Wing, and probably George Savile in the mix there. Uh, and Savile's left-footed, so that might give him a slight edge. Then there's the wide roles, and we've seen a number of pit- we're using wing backs at the minute, but I mean Stewie Downing has played one of the wide roles. We've seen Paddy McNair playing uh, right wing back in the cup and looking good. Uh, so I don't think if you if you've got like effectively what's a five man midfield and the option to change it and play different shapes, that to me doesn't sound like it's overly burdened, but maybe raises the possibility that in recent years we've been very thin. I think what's interesting, Phil, a couple of points is a. Um, some of those players who were mentioned there are going to miss out on a place in the squad some weeks mm. um, because if you're playing three central midfielders that leaves five if, if, you, if you're going off those there and playing them only as central midfielders that leaves five you're not going to get them all in I think B what, what makes it fascinating in my eyes is the fact that you can make a case in point for why Tony Pulis will want to play so many of them Clayton we know has mastered the art of that holding role Housen has been excellent since Pulis came in you know and, and 
going on what we've seen this season, he's, he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Mo Besic, we know how much he likes him. Stuart Downing, only a few weeks ago, he was saying he'd love to go out and buy another Stuart Downing. George Saville, he, he, you know, he wanted all summer, has spent big money on him. Paddy McNair, he only recently was talking about how he's going to be a, such a big player for this football club. So it's not as though he's come in and there's you know, a few players left over and oh, you know, we've, got, we've got these that we haven't been able to get out of the club for whatever reason. There's so much quality there that Tony Pulis rates so highly. Yeah, I mean, he talked about depth, didn't he? Um, time and again, before the window closed, about having players that can step off the bench. He said, you know, the, the, the starting eleven as it was going into the break, there's no way he can keep those players on the pitch for the next six months. It's a long, hard season. Um, you know, he mentioned someone like Stuart Downing, he was a big fan of. He's not going to play 46 games, he doesn't think. So, you know, we all have in our own minds what we think the best 11 will be. <clears throat> and I'm sure there will be players who will play 90% of the games. Most managers, despite what they say about it being a squad game and about what it, you know, I talk around, it's exactly the same, saying that nobody could be guaranteed a place in the team. But we knew that George Fenn was going to play every week, for example. Um, and it's the same with Tony Pulis. He's got his mind on who he thinks is going to be the best fit I think it does there are some interesting ones I think we all agree that probably Clayton for the time being will be the go-to guy I think Grant won't see a great deal of first team action you know I'm you know, a big fan of Grant I think he's got the, fan, the, the right sort of character but at the moment you, you can't see where is he going to get ahead of McNair a big money signing is he going to get in ahead of Besic who clearly is a player that Tony Pulis has wanted for some time and I know people will say, well, he's a like-for-like replacement for Clayton, but you know, there's some flexibility amongst those players. I mean, Saville, for example, they spent a lot of money on Saville. Um, you know, is he going to end up playing in a more wide role? Is he going to play potentially off the front man? You know, I genuinely don't know because um, Tony Pulis has talked about, hasn't he, um, not wanting, you know, ideally not wanting to use the five at the back or the five midfield system, whatever you call it, the, the wing back system. Let's say it's called. Um, it was kind of a a means to an end, and 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 it's something he had to do because he didn't have the players he wanted. Now, is it does do the new players enable him to switch back to a more orthodox system moving forward? Um, I think that's going to be really interesting. You know how Borough line up um, at, at Norwich. I think what I've been pleased about is the flexibility that the manager's shown. I think he's got nearly every selection spot on. You know, everyone critical of someone like Shotton going into the season, weren't they? But he's been excellent as a as a, as a wide right player. His delivery has been good with hand and feet. Um, you know, there, there are, I, I kind of feel as though that, you know, I think Pulis might be onto something with the way Borough set up in the first six games. And and, and I think it might, might be an idea to, to carry on in that, in that way of picking almost a team to suit the situation and bringing in players as and when. But you, you, you know historically that managers um, prefer their own signings. Well, I think we touched on it last week, didn't we, Vicky? It would have been fascinating to see what Pulis would have done had he managed to bring a winger or two in. Um, I was saying last week when we were on BBC TV, we were chatting with Mark Drury about it, and I said that Rafa Benitez had said, I think it was before either before the Chelsea game or before the Forest game, uh, that, that Newcastle lost in the cup again, um, and he and he said that you know as a manager, I'm, I'm you've, what you've got to do is make the most of the options you've got, and I think that's exactly what Pulis did. But and Mevis didn't do last season. But then he stumbled across a system that I think perfectly suits the squad he's got at the minute. Because if you were going to go to a flat back four, 
the first question is, well, who the, who on earth do you leave mm. out at centre half? Because yeah. they've all been good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that is. I think this is a genuine point. Is that, that um, I think he has been almost forced into using players he might not have looked at. You know, for example, like Martin Braithwaite. You know, he was way out the picture. Um, he was talking his prospects down as as recently as June, July. Um, I think I think sometimes managers can be. I'm not saying this is necessarily the case with people. Guilty of you know making their minds up about players too soon, um, getting bogged down in we must play this system, we must play this group of personnel, and sometimes as you, as you, as you say, you know it's. I think he's been more flexible, because he's had to be, and the end result is now Borough look like. You know, Burrow, they just look such a strong side. Borough have now have the option of changing shape, knowing they have personnel mm. that can play that particular system. I mean, the wing backs. So what though? Because did they? They still don't have wingers. So if you well, no, but they played. Shape, they played uh, five four one at Leeds, for instance, and everyone slotted in nicely. At, at Bristol, went back to a back four, and it it worked. Uh, the, the versatility of a lot of the players that have been brought in. I think is interesting and it's a big plus I mean where, where's Savile going to play well we know he's played wide left he's played left midfield uh, he's even had a brief spell at number 10 so he's eating tick boxes Paddy McNair can play anywhere along the right and a centre back and defensive midfielder or a number 10 David uh, Moyes said when he well, charges someone exactly I mean, it, I mean that just emphasises it the, the, the number of people who are flexible give him the options uh, and over the course of a long, hard season, you go to have spells where two or three key players are out or need a rest. And the fact that, that now you can look in the squad and see a viable replacement for almost everyone is a big plus because at the back end of last season, you know, we used to look at the bench and you look uh, and three or four of those players had, had never, virtually never played. But it was clear they weren't part of his plans, like exactly. Jack Harrison and Lewis. Exactly. Yeah. And now when you look at the bench, Every one of them, you can see where they would slot into the team. You can see the options to change the dynamics, and I mean, that that to me is quite quite a, a step forward, given where we were a, a year ago. I mean, tactically, probably the most significant thing that's happened in the past couple of months is Adama Traore leaving. Because I put my house on it that if he was still at the club, Burrow would have played all six league games with him on the right, and with the instruction to get the ball to Adama, because that's exactly how they played in pre-season while he was still at Burrow, and. I think as much as taking out that sort of explosive match-winning potential is a setback in, in so many ways, I think it's also been a big plus in other ways because it's forced everybody to accept that Stuart Downing can create. Yeah, Martin Braithwaite is a decent player. As British Ombolonga can score goals. There you know, are two flanks. There are two flanks and there are two or three different ways of playing. And I think it's been... Dare I say, we're only six games in, but dare we say it might have been a blessing in disguise certainly in terms of getting more out of the rest of the squad because really for large parts of last season the rest of the, the 10 out of the 11 players were subservient to one player and, and when it comes off great but we found out at the end of the season that when it doesn't come off Borough didn't have a plan B uh, Lewis Wing probably one of the plus points well not probably there's no probably about it definitely one of the plus points of the, of the first few games of the season um, will we see much of him now? That's, that's an interesting question I, I think he's certainly uh, put down a marker in those three games where he started and I think it might be a bit harsh for him to be dropped for Besic to come straight in he looked to me like he had a really good balance alongside Housen uh, he's, you know, he's dynamic he looks up and forward immediately 
he's not overawed, he's not scared to have a go at a man. Plus, he, I think he's got a little bit of spite about him, and some of the tackles that he was snapping into shows that I think physically he's more than capable of being in this division. I hope we do see him. I, I, I hope that you know, in training, he continues to, to stake his claim, and, and I, I see no reason why he shouldn't be in the mix. And I'm not worried if he is. Well, looking at that list, Don, that you jotted down the names you read out earlier, the eight names, I, I kind of think, and I, this is just just a pure guess or assumption, is that you kind of think that Wing and perhaps Grant are the first two of those eight who may play less games than, say, a Clayton, for example, or a House. And uh, I just, I, I just, I'm just going off what we've seen so far this season. I mean, I think I, I totally agree with Vic. I think Wing's been exceptionally good given where he's come from and, and he's playing with the hunger he's got something to prove he's got he's playing like he's got a second chance hasn't he a second bite of the cherry um, so it'd be a real shame if, if he spends the next three months before the next window just just kicking his heels um, it's you know you, you can't plan that far ahead but he, for his sake it would have been nice for him maybe to get a loan move I mean, for the likes of, of, of Wing, possibly now, certainly for McNair, led bit judging by the first few weeks of the season, the game at Preston in the Carabao Cup is a, is a big one, not only to take the chance on that night, but to continue the run to almost guarantee another chance two or three weeks yeah. down the line, because at the minute, like you say, it is going to be tough for them at break. It, it is, and, it, and games like that present a massive opportunity for the people that are on the fringes to, to go in there and prove that they deserve a chance. And we've seen the, the young kids who've, who've come in and they've done well. But also, uh, you know, there's some people on the fringe in the first team that have gone in and impressed. I mean, for instance, uh, Paddy McNair. I mean, we hadn't really seen much of him, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. But against, uh, against uh, Rochdale, when he was playing as a right wing back, he looked a, a really good player. And for me, he probably uh, gained more from that than than his little cameos from the bench. It's interesting because Pulis has, has touched on um, the kind of the I can't remember what press conference it was, but he talked about the importance of signing players who not necessarily have got have got a, a big sell on potential in the future, but are going to go on and become better players and worth more and kind of thinking as a business of a football club. And, and you wonder whether both George Savile and Paddy McNair tick those boxes, don't you? Because with McNair, he's uh, Pulis talked about how it hasn't really worked out for him yet but he's going to become a big player in the future with Savile you, you know when he was talking about um, how he's become a man away at Chelsea you've almost wondered whether there was an element of well I know we're not desperate for him now but the opportunity to buy this sort of player now is, is almost yeah. too good to turn mm. down yeah po- possibly that is part of the, the, the thinking in the club I mean clearly Borough would struggle to compete with the talent of the next rung up uh, against teams in the bottom half of the Premier League, and that, that's a problem. Is you know when you get to a position like Borough in and the top half dozen in the Championship, that that's a massive recruitment problem. And the players that you want are also wanted by Brighton and Huddersfield and and, and teams like that. Financially, can blow you out of the water. So you have to give them something else, which is you know a, a stage where they can be nurtured and develop and prove something, and. Being part of a, a a promotion-seeking team and playing is probably better than being on the bench in a team in the bottom six in, in the Premier League, except financially. So part of the model for Borough, should, I think, has to be attracting talent like that 
and saying this is your stepping stone. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I don't think they were bought for that per the, the purpose of of being Premier League players if Borough win promotion. But you don't see them struggling necessarily to adapt. I think you know McNair's a player who who scored goals in the in in the Championship when he was at Sunderland. Uh, he's a goal scorer in midfield. Obviously, he's been with the club a while. Um, I don't see him having any problem stepping back up to that kind of level. Uh, and and Savile is clearly hungry and a, and a player on the up. And I think, I think I think the good thing is just the, the sheer. Um, it's worth pointing out as well, sir. But in you, you know, you look at the three brought in: Savile, McNair, and Bessic. They're all international mm, footballers. Yeah, and I think um, you know, out of those players, yeah, you're right. You mentioned that certain players are in different stages of the careers. House and probably is, you know. Would we like another one more crack at the Premier League? You'd have to think. Clayton again will feel he has unfinished business in the Premier League, and will want to. You know that 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 one-off season was um, a bit of a disaster with Borough, wasn't it? Um, Besic still young, still very young. You know, but he's kind of playing for his future, isn't he? Well, really? he, won't, he, he he won't see himself as a championship no, football. No, not not in not, not, not in the slightest. And as you as you say, Savile will be a player who. Who, who thinks, you know, I've made this move to Middlesbrough, either to win promotion with Middlesbrough or make that stepping stone. You know, look, personally, his personal terms will have improved, I'm sure, massively with, with making that kind of move. Um, but I'm sure he's, he hasn't moved to Borough just for the money. He'll be ambitious. You know, people do still see Borough as an attractive club, a big club, a big stadium, a great training ground, good, solid fan base, home and away. Um, it, you know, for all those players, it's, in many ways, it's... It, it's a it's a move that could pay off without them having to leave again to get that next step. I enjoyed watching Savile in the uh, Ireland versus Bosnia game on Northern Ireland versus Bosnia game on Saturday. I was disappointed that Besic played at right back. Yeah, so they um, didn't clash. Guess that'd have been a, a proper ding dong, mm. wouldn't it, in the middle of the park? Um, but he's really busy, Savile, and he yeah. and he gets forward, which we obviously knew just from looking at the fact he scored ten goals. Mm. For Millwall last year, and and he's a bit more of a, a physical presence than I than you expect. Thought it would be, yeah. He's he's he's, he's a big lad, isn't he? He's, he's you know quite not much sort of towering in there. I know it's a cliche, but Millwall normally have a team that can mix it, don't yeah, they? You, yeah. they don't have too many. Um, let's just say you know um, of the softer kind of players. And, and on McNair, I mean, you know, where and when does he break in? Because when he came in, you know, we all thought he's the box-to-box middle uh, midfielder. Borough have craved since probably the Premier League days. Yeah. Probably, you know, when when that, that Premier League year with Karanka, and I guess it was what Martin Darun was brought in to do. But for the me, breaker. yeah, for me, he was just too busy without without it's giving him that extra added quality yeah. for what you paid for him. Um, but McNair was on the bench for for Northern Ireland at the weekend after Michael O'Neill had said he might have to play him at centre-half and, yeah. and he touched on it there, Michael O'Neill, that um, McNair doesn't necessarily see himself as a defender. He's kind of made it clear in interviews that he sees himself as a midfielder. He looked good at right wing-back, I thought, against yeah. Rochdale. But, but it is in midfield where, and I know players will always say, you know, I'm just happy to play, I'll play wherever the manager wants to put me. But if you said to McNair, where do you want to play? I'm sure it'd be in the middle of the park. I think it can be though. It can be a curse, kind of being versatile. I've seen that oh, several absolutely. players. Yeah, you know, absolutely. You, you end up being sh- all right. The shot, Paul Warhurst yeah, curse. We, we, we shot in one position. We'll put him there. You know, sometimes or worse, you end up on the bench because the manager says, yeah. "If X, Y, and Z it happens, the old-fashioned number off. twelve. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we were, if 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 you're picking your three central midfielders now, I know it's easy to say, well, Clayton. Housen and Besic because they were in there but then Stu was in there against Leeds as well <coughs> if, if on Saturday at Norwich he goes back to Braithwaite playing off Brit 
friend in Shotman's the wing backs, the three central defenders. Who's who's your midfield three? I'd go with form, personally. I'd go with Bessage, Howson and Clayton. So or Downing drops out? No, I, I, I potentially play him on I go back to um well yeah, you've got you've got a point there because obviously well it depends, doesn't it, if you play wing backs. If you're playing the wing backs Which is good, isn't it? You can you can have shot on, so. on the right, um friend or McQueen on the left. I don't know whether you'd want to bring him in and see how he goes. You've got your three central um defenders, so what's that? Five. So then it leaves the three, three you're mid- just buying yourself time in. <laughs> well, it's three in midfield, isn't it? Eight, it's two more, not three so more. So Braithwaite playing off Brit, which yeah. leaves you Clayton, you would think, with two in front. Vic? Well, personally, I liked Housen and Wing. And I, I think, I mean, obviously, Bezic is a quality player, we know that, and it could be harsh, but I, I think they were dynamic, they were just building up a relationship. They both have the attacking instinct, and I, I don't see a problem with that. But if Bezic was to come in equally, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Uh, I think it's probably too early for Savile. I mean, he's only just today. He'll be back today, will he? So you know, he, he's still at the name badges stage with the squad. So uh, I don't think that he's he's in the mix. So I think it's you know from Bezic or or Wing, and personally, I. I might just go with Wing. Seeing see what I've seen from the season so far, you have to have Britain for me, you have to have Downing and you have to have Braithwaite in, and the rest have to. That, that for me is at the moment it's stick on because they, they're your genuine creative players, and then after that, for me, you, you build behind them. However, however we, however, whichever way you shape the team, those three players have been critical to what Borough have done just as much as the, the rest of the team has, but for me, creatively, they've been critical to Borough's start of the season. I think we need a selection headache shot put, add into the uh, keyboard options here. Yeah. get our <laughs> team add on to that um, Marcus Tavernier was trained with the England senior squad in the last week or so Phil you spoke to Dale Fry on Monday Yeah, uh, he's obviously been away with the under 21s and, and I remember uh, Dale trained with the senior team two years ago yeah it was two years ago October 2016 yeah. I think it was what, yeah. what did he say about how much of a boost that'll be for Tav I think, I think he I mean, what he took out of it, Dale Fry, was the fact that obviously there you are sharing a training ground and an environment with the players you've looked up and admired. You know, if he spoke of Wayne Rooney, for example. He, you know, he had his picture taken with Wayne Rooney. And that's since pride of place somewhere in the house. I think he was. He was saying I think what it does is give you a taste. He said the training sessions. You know, they were just bang at it. The ball moved faster. You're talking about the best, the best English-born players in the country, aren't you? And I think what it does is it gives you an idea of the standard that you need to attain and the hard work that's required and, and the values. And also, I think, a little bit, if you cope in that environment, it also gives you the belief that if you do continue to develop, you're not completely out of it. And I think someone like Tab, who, as we've seen, has always been that kind of player who kind of fancies himself in, a, in an environment. He came straight to the first team last year, didn't he? He didn't look out of place. You know, scored a goal um, against, in, in a big match against Sunderland. And I think he's got that temperament. I think Dill Fry has that temperament, whereby, you know, I think Ben Gibson had it as well when he was that age. They understand the, you know, coming across, you, know, I can, you can tell with Dale now, he's just turned 21. He says all the right things, but you just feel, he's not just saying them, he believes that. And that's something um, a few other people said about Dale Fry is that he's a great listener. You know, he doesn't just think he's made it. You know, you can th- we could all name five players who, who would think that they were the bees knees at 20 and disappeared down a dark alley two years later. He understands that he's got where he's got through 
this this work ethic and he needs to work just as hard or even harder and listen and learn just as much as he has already to, to, to kick on but I think you know, physically we were talking yesterday me and Vic about the size of the lad he's, you know, he's a big big unit now he's filled out you know, we sometimes remember the 17 year old who looked a bit raw at Preston a couple of years ago he's now isn't he he's, oh, he's, he's really put, physically he's a, stone of muscle he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big unit I think, I think he, he, he could be one who goes all the way personally because he's got the, he's got the technique he's got the, but he's also got the mental strength yeah, what stood out this season for me is that he's composed. Whenever the pressure's on and the ball's flying around in the box, he never looks flustered. Uh, he, he he's composed. He puts a foot on the ball. He's not scared to carry it out. I, I, mean, I love that. We, we've jokingly called him the, the Berwick Hills Beckenbauer, but you know he does carry the ball out with a a confidence about him, and he's got he's got a nice Southgate-esque, mm-hmm. and he Southgate used and he picks it, out a pass. Um, but, but, but he's bigger and more important than Southgate, it's, isn't it's he? the easiest thing in the world in the Championship to be a defender and hoof it, but mm. he doesn't do that. Yeah. I think for Tad the difficulty is going to be, he had that taste last season, he went out on loan, didn't he, and it didn't quite work out for him for a variety of reasons. He's come back in the summer and had another taste, and he's obviously getting that experience with one of the England age group teams, which is fantastic. He's got that problem now that he's still so young, and you know he, we talked about Borough's midfield packed with players. At best, I think at the moment he can hope for some sort of role as a sub and maybe he's playing in the cup matches as and when. And that, that, that becomes one of the biggest tests of, I think, any young player's career is that bridging that gap between being a great up-and-coming player who's had probably a taste earlier than expected, like we saw with some of the young Borough players, the likes of Bryn Morris, you know, going back to the, you know, Luke Williams and people like that. They've got a taste so young. But really, they were two or three years ahead of schedule and they couldn't maintain it. And I think the, the key for someone like Tab now is to keep mentally strong, keep working hard, make the most of these experiences that he's having because they're fantastic life experiences and be prepared to maybe go out and have a full season somewhere next season if he's still not quite... you know, For example, if Borough get promoted, you can't really see Tony Pulis turning to Tab next season. Um, unless he really just kicks on that extra level. I think that was maybe part of the disappointment, or some of the added disappointment for Pulis as well, in not bringing players in, because he's made it clear at every possible opportunity this year um, that, for him, the young lads should be out playing. That's yeah. how you learn. you know. Not under-23 football, he's said after both Cup games, hasn't he, mm-hmm. that he got so much more from this than any under-23 game. Um, had Pulis managed to bring in one or two more faces in, you know, the, in Jason Punchin, for example, who they wanted in, in that in that kind of area of the pitch, then that would have probably freed up the possibility of yeah. Tavernier going out on loan, and, and and he would be an excellent signing for any what, you know, top we, end league one club. Well, we know that a, a huge number of clubs had registered interest in him, and it was a case of the people at the club sitting down and deciding what was best for his development. Uh, possibly he might stay around the first team squad now, train with the first team squad and then go out in January for, for three or four months. Uh, I mean, as Phil said, you know, he's kind of ahead of the curve in terms of, of his development. I mean, he's already got more first team chances than the vast majority of people that he will be in the England uh, age group squad that with. And I don't think we should rush it, really. Uh, I think the club know that they have a prodigious talent on their hands and how he's handled over the next couple of years is really important. I don't think they'll rush it. Uh, the, you know, there's no compelling need to force him into the team ahead of schedule. 
I mean, he's, the, 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 the player in the similar situation um, is Harry Chapman, isn't he? And he just can't catch a break. And it's going to be interesting now because all of a sudden he's lost. I mean, he hasn't got the move in September. He's obviously got that. He's got sorry in August. He's got that injury that hopefully won't be too too debilitating. But nonetheless, it was a setback again. Plus, when he finally got that chance, yeah, well, he finally got that chance and, and looked well and look, looked good as well for Borough. Now he hasn't got that move. You're already into January. You know, it, 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 the months are just disappearing fast. Does the contract expire at the end? Of yeah, the I think it does. I think it does. And it, obviously, I know obviously Blackburn were keen on taking. But even if he goes to Blackburn, it's not necessarily guaranteed a first team start. Um, so, whereas Tav, you kind of think sit tight because your chance will come. You can't really make that argument to Harry Chapman because he's he's his career's at a bit of a crossroads, isn't it? Um, he's got all the ability in the world, but he just can't. As I say, just can't catch a break. The injuries keep catching up with him. It's like as I say, he's lost the next three months because he can't really see him breaking into the first team beyond the cup, um, beyond the certainly bench at best probably with with as far as league games are concerned. Then then does he move in on loan again in January or does he sit tight? It's it's a difficult one, but I think I think is with 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 Marcus, it's it's convincing. Borough won't have a problem dealing with him. It's how he mentally deals with the situation he finds himself in. If they can get him a good move. If he doesn't end up playing in the next couple of months and, 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 and making at least half a dozen appearances for Borough, which is really unlikely given the strength of the squad, you hope that he can get himself a really good loan move and have a solid second half of the season somewhere where he'll play, he'll learn. Because a, a bad loan move is worse than no, no, no move at all, which you know we've, we've seen in the past can really be set a player back, can't it? I think the thing at the minute, though, for the young lads is uh, that there's light at the end of the tunnel, isn't there? There was an interview with uh, Bill Al-Brahimi that we published earlier this week and in it he's talking about how um, he got the call it was a surprise when he got the call for the Rochdale game but that he's now training with the pros as he put it with the mm. first team um, and just to be in and around it to see uh, Wing and, and, and Tav and, and you know others getting in the squad it, it, it thinks you know well, if, it makes you think well if they can do it mm. I can do it this manager's going to give us a chance we've heard Pulis talk repeatedly haven't we about yeah. how he likes to have three, four, five of the young lads training with the first team at any given time you know Previous years, you know, I talk Aranka, for example. I don't think the kids got as many opportunities as what some will have hoped. Um, you know, sometimes loan players came in, the likes of Milos Velkovic and, yeah. and Bruno Zuccolini. Don't get me wrong, Karanka made some fantastic loan signings, but at times loan signings came in like that, and you thought, well, are they yeah. are they really that much better mm. than what? Well, when the hype, could have when there was the hype around Harry Chapman when he scored that goal in the UEFA Champions League. Um, under 19s I think the level was uh, you know we speculated ourselves didn't we about maybe sticking him on the bench for the for one of the cup matches third round of the cup and you thought well you know why not why not you know you're going to as you say the bench will be full of players who were here for three months and then gone why not give one of your lo- one of your lads who's on fire full of confidence that early exposure to the first team he didn't do that and that rightly or wrongly that's the manager's the manager's call. I think what's going to be interesting is the next couple of months is you've got the the, the good old checker trade trophy. Plus, it's interesting to see. How I was yeah, thinking plus, that plus, a, plus at least one Carabao Carabao Cup tie, and the Preston away won't be easy, by the way. But so you've got those three away games in the checker trade. Now I know the limits on what sort of age group you can play and how many senior players you can play and all that kind of thing, but. I'd love to see Borough put out a really strong youth team because they've got one yeah. and they haven't all those players we talked about who with one or two of the senior yeah, players who, uh, you know all those players who we talked about who might go out on loan but haven't yet 
you know, get them in there, put put a strong team out. In, you know, Wembley, here we come. Well, at, at the very so least, you know, make an effort of it because there's times, you know, yeah. last season you saw last time you saw the Czech Trade Trophy the same night yeah. as a Carabao Cup match. So. So last Lewis year, Wing, Lewis Wing who would have played clear, in that, it wasn't being taken seriously. Well, to, to schedule first team to schedule that match on the same night as a cup match tells you all you need to know about the club's priorities in terms of the check trade, and also the fact that you'd have players who would have normally played in that competition filling in in the in the in the Carabao because at the time it was um, Gary Monk wanted to rest certain players, so it was just a complete. Shambles, I, can, really. I can hear Phil talking himself into a let's go out and win the checkered trade trophy. I'm not sure about that, but if you're going to enter it, yeah. if you're going to go to the trouble of entering it, you know, have a proper stab at it. You know, and I'm, the Levine, like no, if we have got a, there, there is a very, very good, strong core of young players. Of, of under 21s, really. yeah, mm. very, very strong, strong core. And even the 18s, the likes of Steve Walker, yeah. who's, 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 you know, is, yeah. which kind of one boost after another for him, scored <coughs> for England this week. Yeah, exactly, get him in there. There are the players coming through. Um, and then he maybe played two overage players who, 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 so, so let's say two of your players on your list who haven't. Who haven't had much of a, a kick so far, you know, get, put put them in, you know, if for sake of argument, Paddy McNair still hasn't got into the team, you know, it'd be great for one of the younger players to play alongside him in that situation, or even Grant. Yeah, Grant could turn up. You know, I mean, you, you, could, the parents. you can imagine having him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I think football. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna enter, if you're gonna take the trouble to put a team together, sit them on a bus and drive them to Walsall or wherever it is Borough are playing in the in in the next three matches in the checker trade. At least have the long game in sight and think, right, okay, you know, two even if just two of the players in that team learn something from a grant led better or learn something from playing in that situation, then it's been worthwhile for me. But if you if you go into it thinking, well, the first team are down the road at Aston Villa, you're playing in the cup time, we're really just the you know, the the, the loose ends who happen to be able and I there were there were more than that. Don't get me wrong. It was a it was a decent team performance from the lads who did play at Accrington last season. But I think it just sets doesn't really set the example, does it? That you lads are important. You're playing a game that could help in your development. You know, all all the heavyweights are down there watching whoever it may be, Gary Monk and his backroom staff, or Tony Pulis, and and you you make it an occasion, and that hasn't felt like that so far for me. My one and only check a trade experience so far was at Scunthorpe when Bernardo Espinosa. Made his debut, came back for injury, and absolutely was, strolled yeah. through again. That was the Dharma Triori night, wasn't it? What? what that, yes, yes, it was. I remember yeah. recalling. Yeah, yeah, I was at Scunthorpe, yeah. and, and uh, rang to say, "Got the word that Triori was coming." Yeah. So, and then was going who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> including me. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot, fellas. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening and joining us online throughout this week for build up to Saturday's game at Norwich. Cheers. Thank you.